Welcome back to the Dangerous Women Collective podcast. We are so excited you're here. My name is Samantha Losi and I'm the co-founder of the Dangerous Women's Collective, a cohort of fabulous, talented, dangerous women created with the ambition of bringing women together to help and empower one another however they can. I am so excited for my next guest because I am David Letterman except cuter and younger. I would like to welcome Sidem Amma to the studio. Thank you so much for joining us. Sids, tell us who you are and why you're so sexy. Um, Why I'm so sexy because it's, you know, God. God. So this on me. Hello. But who I am, I am a PR professional. I'm a group account director at an agency in London called The Fourth Angel. But I'm also an athlete. Woo. I moonlight as an athlete. So I'm a boxer. You are a boxer, but you're like a scary kind of boxer, aren't you? Tell us what kind of boxer you are. <laughs> I mean, do I look scary right now? You never look scary okay. to me, but you know nothing scares me, yeah, is the yeah, truth. That, that, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I am what would be described as a boxer puncher. Yes. So I'm very technical, but I have a bit of strength behind me. You know, I have a lot of knockouts. Yeah, but I bet that you do have a lot of knockouts. Tell us. These, okay, so I don't know anything about boxing. Okay. You've explained this to me a million times, but tell me. For like the weight category. Know. Yeah, exactly. For the okay. people who don't know, like. Explain a little bit. Okay, so there are several weights categories. Yes. I fall in the welterweight division, which is basically 147 pounds, right. which is around 66 kilos. I literally snacked on you at breakfast. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm a welterweight boxer. I mean, boxing is just, I joined really, really late. So yeah. I joined because PR was kicking my career. And I needed an outlet. So I just went to like one of my colleagues actually took me to a boxing gym. Yeah. That was local. Yeah. In Farrenden called Gym Box. And I loved it. I just loved everything about it. I loved releasing stress. And so that's kind of how I fell into it. And you have done pretty well. Oh, uh, yeah. I've done pretty well. I've got a few <laughs> gold medals on my wall. Um, yeah. I am sort of a national champion. Yes, you are. She's a national champion, everybody. Is this false modesty. I don't <laughs> love it. I am a national champion. I've won like numerous competitions at elite level. So, yeah. I've done pretty well for somebody that started so late. Yeah. But it just goes to show if you are dedicated and have talent, then yeah, go all the way. Tell me about, so let's talk about boxing for a second, not in terms of just like the weights, Mm -hmm. but also I would assume, and I'm sure a lot of my listeners would assume that it's quite a male orientated, male dominated sport environment. Yeah, historically that is 100%. Yeah, historically it has been like that. Mm. I think that over the last three to four years, the females are starting to get a bit of shine. There's obviously still, you know the parity in terms of wages etc but yeah it's definitely risen for the females and we've got trailblazers like katie taylor who's yeah. like an irish hero yeah and people like clarissa shields from the states who are literally like multi-weight champions they've won the olympics all that good stuff so they're mm. bringing a lot of attention to the sport which is great for people like me who are now sort of making my mark yes exactly mm-hmm. making your mark. and what does making your mark look like now for you like what does good what look is my like? journey yeah. so i mean i've turned professional now so i'm done with the amateurs oh Goodbye. my god so it's just for me it's just getting active again and just working my way through sort of the it's a bit of a snakes and ladder situation you okay know? so yeah you, you just, have to hit a lot of frogs you have to hit a lot of frogs and yeah just working my way to the top basically but getting the right kind of experience along the way yeah so I look forward to traveling a lot with boxing I mean I'm in Scotland this weekend actually for a training camp but yeah, yeah that's kind of the next thing for me just getting active okay I love mm-hmm. that and so in terms of it being kind of I would feel like a lot of women might think it's quite an intimidating sport I mean yeah. I know that, that the perception has changed I yeah. know that women have done a lot of like 
It feels like kickboxing was the thing for yeah, a bit for women. Yeah, it was. It yeah. was, yeah. But I know that you're like a, a real boxer. <laughs> and whilst having an immaculate manicure, one might add, what would be your advice or thoughts for someone who maybe feels like it is a really male sport or yeah. it's a bit intimidating? I do get this question a lot just yeah. from women who just want to get fit. It just depends on what kind of gym you go to. There are so many gyms in the UK that incorporate boxing or mixed martial arts, you know, for example, the kickboxing. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, find a gym that has sort of the type of people that you'd feel comfortable to be around. Yeah. And then it wouldn't really necessarily matter whether it's too many boys in the group. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter about the ratio just because the environment is friendly and it's welcoming. Yeah. So, and that's how I feel. I went to an environment that was welcoming. It was still obviously like 70, 30. Oh, wow. So it was like 70%. Yeah. And were, were you doing like a mixed class in yes, the beginning? Mixed so it was classes, like, yeah. did you get to hit the boys? I did. And oh. that was really fun. And to be honest, most of my boxing career has been training with boys. Okay. I mean, like I'm in a group chat right now with literally like, 40 boys and there's like three girls in there. Oh my goodness, amazing. Yeah. Let's talk about that. That's so interesting. So tell me, is that, I mean, obviously it's not intimidating for you, but is that a really, what's that environment No, it, like? it can be. I mean, the boys basically look at us as the bros. Yeah, they literally okay, call fine. us bro. Fine, fine, fine. fine. <laughs> but, they don't treat you like nah, women or girls. Nah, nah, no, just because like, we, they know that we punch. So You hit back. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. So they, you know, they, to be honest, they try to call us out all the time. So sometimes the banter will go too far and they'll be like, do you want to spar tomorrow? <laughs> so it really gets like that. They treat us like one of the boys. Okay. And it's fine. I mean, even if I wasn't used to being around boys all the time, I think that you just get used to it. Yeah. At the end of the day, there's nothing else than being around a group of boys. And I think that for a lot of the time that I've spent in the gym, I've always been part of the boys. Yeah. So okay. yeah, I'm just used to it. I actually find it quite funny. A lot of the jokes I can't join in because, you know, boys, they take it a bit too far sometimes. Well, because they always talk about their penises, right? Oh, yeah. Or just and it's like, I just don't have one. Stuff. Like, yeah, I'm like, from me? yeah, literally. So some of the jokes I just laugh from afar and I don't get involved because I don't want to take any of the darts, but or catch any stray bullets. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. Shrapnel. Yeah. So, but it's fun. I love it. It's fun. Do you have a bit of a, is there like a sisterhood among the female boxers because there are so few of you? Or uh, is it actually because you're just so competitive, you're busy hitting each other that you're I like, Do you know what? I feel like in the world of athleticism yes. and also the entertainment industry, for some reason, the women are cool with each other, but I wouldn't say it's like a sisterhood. No. Oh, that's um, so interesting. I mean, well, yeah, like we're friendly, but we're all very competitive. Okay. And me as a person anyway, I naturally gravitate towards the lads. So, and I think because I'm just so used to being one of the boys, so... Yeah. yeah, I don't really think about it, to be honest. Was it always that way before you were, because I know you've in got sports. brothers. Yeah, exactly. Before you were in sports, have you always been One able to chill with the boys yeah. in that way? And it's always been a bit mm -hmm. that way. And it's because I think my older brother, he's 10 years older than me. My younger brother is nine years younger. So I'm just used to being around boys of different ages as well. Oh, that's very good. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. it was, yeah, I've always been quite comfortable with it, to be honest. It's just myself. I don't try to be anything else too girly or you know yeah just, I think you're pretty girly though in a, good so? way, in a good way okay. uh, in, a, I mean, in a way that, that I would say is a good way because I think girls are the best yeah so. yeah <laughs> obviously but obviously. yeah no I'm just yeah just stay myself and I join in the conversations that I have a right to join in and some of them I just look at them and just observe do they ever say things where you're like, okay, don't be saying shit like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes boys talk about girls yeah. and, you know, it's a bit degrading, but it's all banter to them. You yeah. know, a lot of the time but there's no you, real malice. You like but I'll be like, you need to in. chill. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's all in jest a lot of the time. I think no, you just, for sure. when you're around boys, you have to learn how to have a high threshold in terms of your sensi sensitivity. Yeah. Otherwise, 
you always be triggered by stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's an interesting thing, though, isn't it? In terms of where the boundaries are, because obviously everybody should be able to have a joke, say yeah. funny things, like, you know, but then we live in a world now. I mean, it's the woke age, isn't it? A hundred percent is. <laughs> and we live in a world where I think so many, particularly women, have fought hard to have like a voice mm-hmm. and to be heard and to, you know, there are so many movements like Me Too mm-hmm. and like everyone's welcome. Do you notice a difference in the men that you're surrounded by behaving a bit differently, not necessarily towards you, but in the way that they approach or think about women? Yes, hundred percent. I, mm. I do think that. Less so in the gym, but more so in the corporate world. Oh, interesting. Interesting. A lot of my friends that work in the corporate industry, not necessarily PR, they are like, oh, can't say that because work police might come for me or they're a bit more conscious about the things that they say now, for sure. Yeah. Which I don't think is a bad thing, but sometimes it's like you're too PC with things just because you don't want to offend anyone. And then it's just a bit boring. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it's interesting that you don't think that so much in the sport world, but it's like people are more conscious of it. Maybe the revolution has happened faster in the corporate world. Yeah, I think so. Do you think there's a lot of sexism in the sport world? Mm, Yes, 100%. There is still a stigma that women can't do what men do. And And don't get paid. Yes, don't get paid. Genetically speaking, obviously we cannot do what men do. That's, you know. There's a difference. Yeah, there is a difference. But, I do think that a lot of people are old fashioned and I mm. think it starts from the top like institutions in different sporting areas. I think that comes from them where yeah. they kind of just separate the two. Like you look at women's football as well. I was literally thinking FIFA. Exactly. When you talk yeah, about right. men's institutions mm-hmm. that are full of old men, like exactly. FIFA is where you start in your head. Exactly. <laughs> and I remember years and years ago, I worked for Vauxhall and they sponsored the Home Nations and we used to do a lot around women's football. And it was just interesting to see the sort of media attention that women's football would get was it so much less now compared than it was what it is now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so much less and we really had to fight to get some coverage you know every time the client was like what's happening I'm like we're trying but people don't really want to talk about it but we actually had interesting stories to tell but publications didn't necessarily think their audiences would be interested to Mm. read about it but things have changed now though things have changed massively we have progressed yeah we have moved forward definitely Mm. but we still got a long way to go we have a long way to go because when you think about it you know when was the last time apart from when there's a really big let's say football match Mm -hmm. which is a women's football match six days out of seven the back page is going to be the picture of someone wearing like a red jersey you know being a dick it's going to be a girl three days in a year yeah yeah, no it's true you're (laughs) not wrong and for some reason the publications still think that people won't read those pages if I know. It does. and the thing is I think if you introduce it more often the people will become attuned to it right Definitely. but if you don't then of course no one's going to want to necessarily read about it so well no one becomes a fan if they don't know no. there's something to be a fan of right do exactly they? so I think it is getting better but we have a long way to go yeah yeah and what do you think have you ever experienced like real sexism in your sport Oh yeah, hundred percent. When yeah. I, I mean, not less so now, but when I started boxing, I remember I'd go to the gym. Sometimes the boys would be like, "Oh, do we have to spar her?" Oh, okay. Because I guess for a boy, so catch twenty two, either you get punched by a girl and everyone looks at you crazy, or you punch the girl really hard and then hard, you hit a girl and then you look crazy. Mm-hmm. So it was always kind of that issue. Right, but okay. then eventually, when they realized that, you know, it's actually fine, you don't have to go fully hard. And if you get hit hard, you don't have to retaliate. Yeah. You know, when the <laughs> egos were in check, then it was cool. Like, then everything was fine. But yeah, there's been those instances 
I haven't experienced many recently, actually. No. Because I think I hold because your I, whole level is different now, right? My whole level is different. Also, I am like a grown woman. Mm. A lot of the people that are in sport, they start really young and they are, mm. you know, early twenties. I'm not in that category, so I kind of hold myself a bit differently. Yeah. That's so so you have to respect it or yeah, jog on. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever want to like pass on advice or see in younger generations of athletes for who are women mm-hmm. like? And I do get messages as well from people like, oh, my daughter is boxing or my daughter is doing X, Y, Z. Do you have any advice? What do you say? I'm just like, well, like, I mean, it depends on the question, but a lot of the time I'm like, yeah, just go for it. A lot of the time there's a fear about how it might be received by their friends or how they navigate having a friendship group. Because it's a conventionally male sport. Yeah. Yeah. Also the social aspect of it, like, you know, if you are an athlete, you do have to kind of cut off distractions and Sometimes people have questions for me in that respect because obviously I do have two jobs kind of thing. So yeah, I just it's all about balance and, and discipline, and right? Discipline. You're so disciplined. Yeah, it's really I've difficult. I've never seen so few rice crackers go into <laughs> one human. <laughs> I could do a rice cracker today, but yeah, no, it is it's difficult, and the discipline part of it is really what will sort of differentiate Determine you from whether you're yeah, successful. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in terms of the fact that it's a sport that I guess people conventionally think it's a very masculine sport mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah. Like I suppose historically it is, yeah. I guess people talk about football and they love football, mm-hmm. but there are lots of jokes about it being a very effeminate sport, mm-hmm. right? There are loads of jokes about how you know footballers just throw themselves on the ground and <laughs> yeah. all of this stuff, and of course that makes it girly. Yeah. They do that. <laughs> yeah. Whereas you can't really mess around with boxing in the same no, way <laughs> because you get found out really quickly. Yeah, I just there's a meme that popped up in my mind that was on TikTok, and it's literally like f around get found out and there was just basically a graph and that's basically what it's like in boxing like if you tried to skip the line you will get found out so there's no pretending and do you think that that means that that is why there it's like slower and there are less female boxers just because it has that same perception of being Um, kind of more conventionally a masculine sport a bit yeah yeah i would say so but also just the opportunities are different for women oh of course because commercially we can't command the same kind of purses and you know getting sponsorships for example for a woman it would be different to a man yeah. so there are some women that are actually doing it really well but it is difficult for a woman to come up it's like very few opportunities yeah. as opposed to many more men, for yeah. a man exactly mm-hmm. yeah and do you think that i mean obviously there's an amazing kind of as we've said discipline that comes with mm-hmm. a certain level of athleticism and mm-hmm. a certain level of getting to a, a place in your career do you think that that discipline helps you to handle certain things that come to you in life yes. and do you think that you know our experience as women is so different from mm-hmm. male experience yeah. we are handling on a daily basis so much more (laughs) than men do and they just can't even compute half the time so Mm -hmm. they think they're doing really well with loads of stuff and you're like that's so funny (laughs) you make funny jokes (laughs) but do you think has all the kind of discipline and the way that you've learned to you know tackle athleticism and Mm -hmm. tackle your sport has that helped you to manage those things as well I would say so and also when I started boxing I I've never been a crazy person like you know, but it actually helped with my temperament a lot. Yeah. Just how I navigate difficult situations. Um, I am more calm in my thought process. Yeah. And I do think that I can attribute some of that to boxing. Obviously, there's maturity as you get older, but I do think that having an outlet or a sport or having something else to worry about makes me feel like it's not that deep. 
Yeah. <laughs> you, know, like, <laughs> you were always very good at that. Yeah, that I'm always like, like, it's just not that serious. Not that, yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and I really, I think that, yeah, have been that discipline through sport and, you know, knowing that there's something else to be worrying about in life. I just don't really, yeah, things don't affect me It as much. must provide you with a certain different skew on some things as well, that mm. you know that you can take care of yourself mm-hmm. in a level that a lot of women will never be able to know. I can physically defend myself, yeah, you know, because yeah. for a lot of women, that fear that of... That is a genuine concern. A genuine concern. Yeah, and they don't know how to even navigate through that. Right, 100%. Yeah. That must be something that maybe you don't necessarily think about, but actually mm. intrinsically you may be... Yeah. Check your safety less. Yeah, or... do you know what? Now that you've mentioned it, I would say so. I Sometimes if it is late and I'm walking... Yeah. yeah I'm like, mm, okay, I wish somebody would. Uh-huh. Like, I do think that... Obviously, I can't really go around just punching people in the face. No, and I no, wouldn't sure. want to, but... I know that I can defend myself probably more than an average woman can yeah. just because I do have a sporting background. I know, and that's an amazing thing yeah. to have because we've had people in the chair and we've talked about it, especially raising girls mm. and that fear you have about the fact that there is just a reality about being overpowered. Yeah, no, it's true. And there's nothing you can do about yeah. that. Well, do you know what? Having two brothers, I used to be in a headlock many a time and my mum put me through taekwondo classes when I was young. Did she? Yes, yeah, so I got to a blue belt red tip before I decided to give it up and go into music and learn loads of instruments. But yeah, so she wanted me to be able to defend myself. That's interesting. But she picked, Do you think that uh, because, because you had brothers and because, she wanted you to punch back? No, 100%. She was like, I had a lot of energy. I was always quite strong. And because I was around boys, I had male cousins. And so I was quite boisterous. And she was like, we're not going to have you going and just picking fights with people. Like, right. That's not your temperament, but we don't want you to be in those situations. She wanted you to channel it She wanted me you. to channel it. Fair yeah, enough. so she picked Taekwondo of all the sort of martial arts. She picked a very calm one. So I kind of learned that from a very young age that I, you know, just channeling your energy in the right way. Yeah. And everything can be handled differently. Because sure. it, Taekwondo in particular, out of all the martial arts, is very calm and it teaches you about sort of mental strength and resilience. And you have to do a lot of studying, which is kind of why I was like, I don't want to continue this anymore. <laughs> this is just not that this fun. This is not that fun anymore. But yeah, so she picked that in particular just to help me with my temperament as well. So it's just kind of everything came full circle, actually, when yeah. I joined boxing. I was like, oh, this is interesting. It was destined, it's huh? all, Yeah, it's, it is a very mental sport, especially combat sports. It's mental. Yeah. Obviously, you have to be fit. But it is very mental at the same time. Like when I go into the ring, you know, I know my fitness will hold, but can I outthink the other person? Yes. And that's how I kind of apply everything in life. You know, my day job, I'm like, oh, can I outthink my client? Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's just, yeah, always having a solution to a problem. Yes. And in PR, that's literally what we do. Well, we are, all day, every yeah. day we solve problems. Exactly. Yeah, so no, that is 100% all, It's all interlinked case. for me. <laughs> yeah. And do you think that that kind of like outthinking your opponent and navigating your way, mm-hmm. do you think that that is something that you are, because you're female, you find easier do you think that we have a better skill at that do you think I absolutely do yeah Yeah. I think that even though we are by nature probably more emotional Mm -hmm. I do think that if we know how to channel it in the right way yeah it's definitely a benefit it's an advantage I'm quite comfortable with that I love that I love that we can have the luxury of showing our vulnerability as well yes because men typically can't and you know if they are seen to be doing that then it's like a taboo but for us we can do what we want and yeah I love (laughs) I love having that as well so yeah that's really interesting that you're right I think vulnerability is a female superpower actually Mm -hmm. in many ways but I think that in corporate environments often we've been told 
yeah, not to demonstrate it. Absolutely. And to be honest, where, you know, my family background, I've got people that were in the military, I've got priests and vulnerability isn't something that was shown in the household. No, I didn't know how to really show that for a long time until I got into the corporate world and things were so intense that I had no option but to lay it out. Yeah, so, <laughs> to be really straightforward about, yeah. like, like, I'm struggling with this or exactly. this is hard. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only until I became an adult. So yeah, I think, yeah, as women, it's more welcomed and, you know, we can go through that how we want. I've learned how to show my vulnerability in different ways. So, Which I guess is kind of metaphoric for boxing, right? Mm-hmm. Because presumably you can like feign vulnerability yeah. in boxing mm-hmm. to make someone think yeah, to trigger, yeah, yeah, to trigger somebody. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And for example, you see sometimes people look at boxing like it's a circus because you go to press conferences and people are just like throwing tables and yeah. stuff. But that's actually not how boxing is supposed to be. <laughs> they just do it just because they want the eyeballs. But yeah, so it just depends on how much you want to show of your emotions, I guess. And for me personally, I think in that kind of setting, I would never be the person that's going to be throwing water bottles on people. Yeah. <laughs> but you might get even strategically, you, even a strategic water bottle mm, throw. I don't know, maybe how much money am I getting paid? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll exactly, have to think about that. Exactly, I'll see you in like a couple of years. <laughs> but yeah, I'm able to show, reveal that kind of emotional side of me, you know, just to aggravate my opponent, maybe. Yeah, right. Exactly. Because mm. it's all a game all of tactics, the mind, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. 100%, which is the corporate world too. It's mm-hmm. all a game of the mind. It's mm-hmm. the survival of the fittest. No, quite literally, yeah. And it's very much, I think, for women we've had to be fit in a conventionally male sense, Mm. you know, in that corporate world, we've had to be fit in that same way that you might have to be fit like a man in terms of the bigger you are and the stronger you are, you've perceived like you're going to be better at sport. Mm -hmm. It's a very similar thing to what we have to do in a corporate world. It is. And it's difficult navigating through the corporate world. Like I often think, I mean, I'm a woman of color, so I often think I'm sitting in a room with these men, these mm-hmm. big corporate men that have been doing it for decades. And yeah. they are very quick to remind you they've been doing it for decades. Mm-hmm. I'm the young black girl that's telling them how to run their business. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I am very aware of that. I don't worry about it necessarily. I am aware. And people what does are that awareness to... give you? Like, do you think, oh, I have to be careful how I say certain yes, things? Yes, I do have to be careful about how I say things. Yeah. I, my delivery has to be on point for them to understand that I'm not trying to be condescending yeah. or I don't have too much character. <laughs> you know, it's just you do have to be conscious of those things. But I don't necessarily dumb myself down. It's just that my delivery is just a bit more like specific. Too much character is such an interesting way of describing it. (laughs) Has anyone ever said that to you? Have they said you have too much character? No, but do you know what? Funny enough, somebody said to me that they think that I hide parts of myself. Okay. in, In like corporate settings. Okay. It was a bit difficult for me to explain to them that I'm a black woman. Yeah. So I have to... You're hiding part of yourself all the time, basically. Exactly. Because I I didn't then want to get into the conversation to try and make them understand it because it's a very difficult concept to explain to people. Was it a woman saying this to you? It was a woman Mm. saying it to me and she was an older woman. And she said it with the best intentions, but I then just didn't have the energy to explain. Like as a black woman in a corporate industry working with very big clients, you have to present yourself in a certain way. I cannot be the sense that you see you know, off camera, let's yeah, say, yeah, yeah, like yeah. in front of my clients, like it's just not going to happen. No. Whereas, you know, you as an older woman in the industry, Caucasian, you have a bit more scope. More luxury, to be yeah, absolutely. crazy in a meeting, which this woman is. And <laughs> everyone loves her for it. Like that is her personality, you know, saying bold things. And But I don't have that same luxury, especially, no. you know, my age. People won't necessarily respect you 
No, for so, sure. Yeah. Well, because they're inherently like they're intrinsically when you think about it, there are lots of things suddenly that are not going your way, mm-hmm. right? If it's like you think about your age yeah. and then you think about your gender mm-hmm. and then you think about your race mm-hmm. and then, you know, w- add whatever else it might be that is like mm-hmm. flavor on top of that. Yeah, exactly. And that suddenly you've got a lot of things not going in the right direction in yeah. terms of how people could easily perceive something. Yeah, no, right. So I just make sure that I show up as you know, a professional woman Mm. that has done her research, has done her due diligence. So, you know, I'm going to give you an informed response, but I'm not going to deliver it in a, you know, in the way that I typically would if I was with my girlfriends. And I think that's fine though, because... It's about what's appropriate for a situation, isn't it? Thank you. That's how I feel. Yeah, it's about what's appropriate for a situation. Because I also think it's a tricky thing is this is a really interesting debate about how comfortable someone is, Mm -hmm. right? It's not your job particularly to make somebody else feel comfortable. Mm. But at the same time, if you're actively making somebody else feel uncomfortable, then you are creating a situation where you're not going to get to the best results. No, that's true. And arguably, whilst we say as women, it's not my job to make a man feel comfortable, and it is not. It is not my job to make a man feel comfortable. Yeah, but there are benefits of doing so. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Usually a quiet life yeah at the same time if you are in a situation where someone is making you feel uncomfortable Mm. nobody likes that so it kind of goes both ways doesn't it yeah and I you know my personality is not to be a people pleaser we're not gonna do that but I know how to have a balance of I'm gonna give you some of what you might want to hear Mm. and what I actually think Mm. and I think that especially going up through the ranks in PR like you do have to learn how to be a consultant like I'm not a yes man because you don't get good results by being a yes man. Yeah. And I think that a lot of the time people that service clients directly fall into that category of saying yes to everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, can you do this today? When you know that it's going to take at least 48 hours. Yeah, I will. And then you're there at midnight typing away. I've been there before. Yeah. As I've, you know, developed in my role, it's not a place I want to be. So yeah, it's just about having a balance and knowing who you're being appropriate with the person that you're dealing with. Yeah. What's your best advice for when it comes to when you look at younger women who are coming up who Mm. also maybe are women of colour or women who have got other, you know, being a big personality where people are always telling you to be a little bit less or whatever it might be, even though it's not the same as being a woman of colour. What would be your best advice for those women when it comes to navigating? Like, what do Mm. you wish someone had said to SEDS five years ago or 10 years ago? To not take things personally. Okay. Sometimes when you're younger and you don't have as much experience, you take things like you take a no really personal. Yeah. Or you take a yes really personal. Somebody said to me, don't take the highs too high and the lows too low. You might have a really, really good week with, let's say, a client. Yeah. And then the next week, something challenging might happen and then it will throw you off your game and you will really, really struggle how to bounce back from that. And so I think, yeah. Just don't take it personal, stay balanced, which is hard to do. But, and I apply that as well with boxing. I might have a really good week of training and then have rest day on Sunday. The Monday, I'm really sloppy, might have punched a bit too hard. And I know that I shouldn't have been there to be punched. Like, yeah. But there are going to be good and bad days. So just making sure you don't take things personal, stay balanced and know that, you know, you know who you are as a person. So just, stay your authentic self as far as you can and then yeah things will be okay how do you navigate that actually because I like I feel like I get hit 
in my life in, at work. Yeah, especially, well, yeah. Like, like every day, mm-hmm, yeah. several times a day. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I psychologically am in that same place where it's like, oh, I shouldn't have been in a place to get yeah, hit. Yeah. Or I should have seen that punch coming. Mm. Or, or, But also there's a reality where, and I, I say to myself all the time, you know, you get hit, you get back up again. Yeah. You just get back up again. Mm-hmm. You just keep getting back up again. Mm-hmm. Does the one help you with the other? Does the kind of the boxing and how do you navigate when you have those days in the ring, particularly where you're like a bit sloppy or you got hit too many times? Uh, I just think said she needs to fix up. (laughs) I'll go home and have a real chat with myself. Okay. And I'll be like, okay, that wasn't your best. But for me, I'm big on reflection. So I'm like, why wasn't it your best? Is Mm -hmm. it because you didn't sleep well last night? Mm -hmm. Is it because you were thinking about work, which is typically what happens? I'm thinking about loads of other things. I'm not concentrating. Like I try to identify what the issue is. If I can't, I just move on from it. And I'm like, you know what? We're drawing a line under it. Tomorrow's a new day. We start again. Because if you start to fester on those things that you can't change, they've happened, then you kind of trip up looking backwards, you know, instead of just moving forwards. And so I've had to really learn how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I always think that you get like, I give myself maybe 12 hours on okay. something max, mm. you know, like if, that's if a I good, that's a good go thing. home with it. If I'm going to go home with yeah. it, like, when we're out of that 12 hour window after it happened, mm. you have to be on from it. Yeah, because yeah. Otherwise you're so busy dwelling on that thing. Honestly. You get hit by the next thing and, and then, then you're like, I got hit in the face again. Exactly. And that's how you find yourself like, I don't know. Flat out. Yeah, right. <laughs> Knocked out by you. Knocked out, yeah. I mean, even today, I can literally use today as an example. Three things came at me that I tried to preempt and I did my best to stop them from happening, but it just happened. Life. Yeah. I called my mum before I left the office and I was like, mum, you know, this meeting that I had that I prepared for, that all of us prepared for, the client wasn't necessarily happy with X, Y, Z, that somebody else delivered, but it reflects on all of us. And mom's like, what do you always say? You control what you can control. Mm-hmm. And also, like, do you think you delivered your best in this meeting? And I was like, yeah, I did everything that I possibly could. And when the client had questions that, about what we presented, I gave the best possible informed response, which was fine. But it's just as a collective, we probably did represent ourselves in the best way. And yeah, mom's like, yeah, well, you did what you had to do. You just have to move on from it. What's the next thing? Strike that off now. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's true. We do move. So we, I'm we like, move. cool. <laughs> we move. Yeah. So it's just about, yeah, I can't dwell. There's too many things happening, especially, yeah, when you're a senior person at work. We obviously wear a lot of hats, Agni on, client, consultant, all that stuff. Like, I don't have the energy to be dwelling on stuff. It's just not possible. <laughs> yeah. When you've got real life things that are going on, it's just, yeah, you can't. Yeah. But I think you're right, though. I think that reflection is really important because yeah. I think that if you... If you are one of those people who's amazing at moving on from stuff, oh, but yeah. you move on really quickly. Oh, yeah, and you're no, like, that's wrong. <laughs> it's like, no, no, but you didn't learn the thing you needed to learn here yes, before you moved on absolutely. from it. It's like, I'm so happy you're over it. Yeah, but, but can we just go back? Yeah, why did that happen? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, I used to journal all the time when I was younger. Yeah. And then I just kind of thought, oh, I can't be bothered. And that was really me not wanting to be accountable. I understand, yeah. And as of late, I've started journaling again, not necessarily every day, yeah. but every so often. Yeah. And I do the ma- same thing. I love to write. Yes. But I don't have time every day no. at all. all the, and I don't really feel moved space. to. No, I don't have yeah. I don't feel moved And that's to okay. Like, but at least once a week, mm-hmm. at least once a week, something will come out of me that I just needed to like get it yes. out almost. And I found it so helpful. I don't know why I stopped. Well, I know why I stopped. because I, I, I find I, it so cathartic, don't yes. you? I just find it like releases so much stuff. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, for some, you know, I would advise a lot of people as well, if they struggle with 
dealing with things that have happened that they couldn't control. Like journaling sometimes helps you to rationalize your thoughts. Yes, definitely. And I also find that, and this is because I'm a very selfish, self-involved human, (laughs) but I like having the conversation with myself Mm. a lot more than I like having it with other people. That is also a thing. You know, when you write Mm. it out, it's like you reason it with yourself in a whole different way. Whereas yeah. sometimes when you go to somebody else for something, it's like, I don't want your advice. I don't need, I don't need I unsolicited. Need to yeah, yeah, yeah. Fact. <laughs> and I also, I mean, if you live by yourself, for example, yeah. you end up talking to yourself. Oh my God, I talk to myself all the time. Everybody I have full blown conversations. Entire, oh, I am the chattiest Kathy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%, so, I mean, yeah. journaling is just another way to do that if yeah. you don't have that safe, quiet space. And it just processes it out yeah. loud, doesn't it? It helps you to really kind of get to a place with something where I think, because a lot of times it's okay to need to talk yourself off the ledge. Yes. You know, it's like it's fine to have fat as long as you're not out there on the ledge for ages and yeah. you're stuck out there. It's yeah. okay when you look around and you're like, oh shit, I'm on the ledge. And me being a Virgo, if you believe in that stuff. Of course. Uh, um, you know, everyone knows that. Yeah. So we are very strong willed. Mm. And you are very strong willed. Yes. And me talking myself off the ledge is actually something that I find quite empowering. Yeah. I'm like, I did that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. So yeah, I think, yeah, journaling is a good way to release. And it feels great when you think that you've learned something or when you feel like you've evolved, Mm -hmm. you know? There's Mm -hmm. nothing better than feeling like, oh my goodness, myself would have reacted very differently from the way that myself just reacted. (laughs) Like, little party for me. Yeah, and I do think that as women, it's easier for us to journal. Yeah. I had this conversation with my brother, like, how do you release? And he was like, well, I talk to my boys. I'm like, do you though? But that's an interesting <laughs> thing, isn't it? Do they talk do they? to each other? No, do they, no, they I don't. don't. They do. Also, what kind of conversation yeah. is it with your homies? Like, yeah. I don't believe that you're actually having a real conversation. No, it's not a real conversation. Nah. And they're just, it's like this very limited conversation yes, yes. where they say the tiny bit of information that <laughs> they're then, willing to get yeah. out there into the world. Mm-hmm. And you're like, but you didn't scratch the surface. Right. Like, and that's why a lot of men, there's a lot of, you know, they talk about mental health issues are really yeah. prevalent in men because yeah. they just don't have the forums or they don't feel safe to talk about things. And it's a shame. Like, it really is. But that's why I kind of like having a lot of male friends mm. because sometimes as the female person in the group, you, you, can, you can hear it and you can mm. pull things out as well. I think that in my groups where we have like a lot of boys, like other groups, not my boxing group, we can have those conversations like, okay, but how did you really feel? You know? Yeah. And they're more willing to open up about it because we are girls. Because you're female. Yeah. So they feel like they can be more expressive exactly. with you. That's interesting. Yeah. But you've also got brothers. So you're super used to boys. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. you speak boy, basically, boy, which yeah. is really useful. Well, no, but do you know what? God knows I don't. The thing is, I think that being around boys for so long has also kind of warped my sense of how to act as a woman with a boy. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. What, because you're like, I'm just you're like, so used to what they're thinking. Yeah. Are you like thinking for them what they're thinking? Yeah. And I mean, me and my friends have this thing where we talk about I don't careism. Okay. Like I am the, in relationships, I'm probably the queen of I don't careism. Like I just, you know how I said I don't really think anything's that deep? Yes. In relationships, probably worse. Yeah. Just because I've been around boys for so long. So I just kind of look just like, yeah, whatever, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not necessarily but, a good thing. But. Do you think that's because you know what they're thinking? Or do you think it's because, like, what mm. do you think that is? Because uh, I know you to be a human who can experience tremendous feelings. Yeah, about yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. And also someone who has, you know, had I have challenges a with things. Yeah, yeah, I have a sensitive side. But I think that because I know that boys don't necessarily show as much sensitivity or yeah. aren't as emotional, 
I also am like, yeah. You, you give back what you get I give that energy, yeah. And I probably preempt it actually thinking about it. We're having Do a therapy you get, session You here. get all the boys. You <laughs> yeah. get ahead of the boys. I'm boy. like, yeah, we're going to, I've got one up on you, sir. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Do you think that it's hard? Like, do you see with your brothers and with your having so many like male friends and Mm -hmm. colleagues who are men who are Mm -hmm. in the boxing world? Mm. Do you think that they are trying to express themselves more and trying to, or do you think it's just this like blanket level? You're a boy, you have to hold it in. Like, I think it just depends on the circumstance. I Mm. think for the most part, though, yeah, you're not really going to get an emotional response, but. Yeah, I think it depends on the circumstance. Like if it's something that's really serious. Yeah. Like, for example, I had a friend that passed away suddenly. And no, it's cool. But it was just like, it's something that all of us experienced together. And I feel like we were all vulnerable with each other. and We created a safe space to be vulnerable. Right. And so like now it's been, you know, about 18 months and we will still have group sessions where we can express those emotions or we can say like you know it's a safe space so I think it really depends on what it is Mm. but yeah for the most part I don't know they're just not really thinking about trying to share those kind of feelings I don't think boys just kind of go through life just well because they can right (laughs) because they're allowed to because everybody's given them the permission that it's like oh it's completely fine don't Mm -hmm. worry you don't need to make yourself less this or more that you don't have to worry about being because even I think uniquely you're in a situation where mm. you know for a man of color is one thing but for a woman yeah, of color it's different it's yeah. a whole nother level yeah because you also have what society puts on you in terms of like my culture yeah you know, I'm an yeah African I've come yeah. from African descent so there's also that part too yeah so there's all kinds of pressures I'm British I'm Ghanaian which one how do I behave yeah Yes, yeah, yeah, it's tricky. There's and it's a little bit, e- I, I don't think it's easy, but I think it's a little bit easier for a black man to navigate it. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because more has been allowed for him. <laughs> Definitely. You know, like yeah. more, more room has been given for him mm. in terms of what the rules of the road are. Yeah, whereas... I mean, I was having this conversation in the office that we found that our younger brothers get away with daylight robbery. Right. You can go to like family home and then their beds aren't even made and then, you know, your mums would have done it for them. And that's just a thing. Yeah. For some reason, they've always had the benefit of just being boy. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Why is, oh, totally. but, but why is that still the case in totally. this generation? No. You know? Do you think that's to do with, like, if you had to think about which parent that was more to do with, do you think it's more to do with your mum or yeah. more to do with your dad? More think, to do with your yeah, mum? I think there's something about mums and their boys. Yeah. Sure. Oh, my God. There is something about mums <laughs> and their boys. There is something about English mothers and their boys. Yeah. They, I'm they, like, they, what is this? They, they raise some babies. They <laughs> yeah. raise some babies. And, and then, then they, they worry. Us to deal with Exactly. Them. You are actually the parent in the end, yeah. which is quite funny. Like, but really frustrating. Yeah. But I saw a meme once about, you know, the older sisters or sisters in general should be paid for their role just oh, because of agree. all the stuff that we put Everyone up with. Everyone agrees. <sighs> yes. Mutual agreement on that. We I just, because we, we raised the babies. Yes. <laughs> and and we even also... the older siblings are also like, they're like, oh, well, you're the girl, so you can do it. You know, and they don't yeah. mean it badly, but it's yeah. just, it is, it is what it is, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think there has been more pressure on you because you're a girl in a Ghanaian family? Mm-hmm. And my dad is a priest. So oh, yeah, of course. Go I, figure. F- yeah. I forget, I forget. Yeah. No, I forget about... So I'm a reverend's child yeah. and I am a, you know, woman. So I would say so. I mean, I should have been married off with kids by now. If Did he struggle on... when you were like starting to box and things like that? Was that something that he found difficult? Good question. I think that he was more so worried about, you know, just generally me getting punched in yeah, my face. Yeah, right. Okay, fair enough. Less so it's than... It's a pretty face. No one wanted to get right, hit. Right, and yeah. this nose, yeah. I yeah. mean... I know, look at that button. Right, my mum was like, 
we don't want to have surgery as an option. No, so exactly. you better make sure your defense is on point. I don't point. feel like any parent is like, here, hit my kid in the face. Yeah, Mom, yeah, you know exactly. Hit my kid in the face. Yeah, so I think they were just more so worried about the, any health implications. Yeah, sure. But they were very on board with me doing something to pursue it, as in this is my passion. Right. And they're like, you being dedicated to something. Yeah, they're like, if you're going to do it, do it properly, basically. Mm-hmm. My parents aren't with the half stuff. So, yeah. I yeah, I put everything into it. Yeah. But, but they're you... like, you have a career and, you you know, you enjoy that. And I'm like, yeah, but I kind of also want to pivot a little bit. So, yeah. 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 Do you think that if there were expectations about where you're supposed to be in terms of like married and have babies, do you think it would come more from your mum or from your dad? My mum. Yeah. I would say my mum. Yeah. I think a mother's dream is to see her child happy and love with kids and, you know, just moving into that chapter. Yeah. But my mum is super chilled. Like, I don't really have the pressure of, oh, like, when are you getting married? I don't really hear that. No. You hear it from old aunties, like my great aunt, and be like, oh, when can I see? Do you think that's generational? Yeah, that's definitely Mm. generational. And they're just like, oh, like, they just want to see you know, a husband, a child, like, it's just, I oh, guess. I know, good luck. We all want to see yeah, that. Like, I'm you. waiting too. Right. You know, I'm also praying. <laughs> I'm looking forward to meeting him too. Yeah, facts. So, but yeah, my parents, they're actually quite chilled about it. And I think actually my dad, I don't know if he's come to terms with me having a whole man and child, because that would imply that I'm, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't well, think he's. There's no need for you for him to think like yeah, that. Yeah, he doesn't want to process that. So yeah, I think yeah. he's cool. Yeah. <laughs> And just kind of lastly, in terms of, I mean, obviously the collective is all about women coming together, supporting mm-hmm. other women and just being about being really on each other's team mm-hmm. and raising each other up. And I think that there is so much that women aren't allowed to do and say for each other yeah. because, you know, we're so busy making concessions and trying to be the things we're told to be. Mm-hmm. And it, that freedom that men have had, yeah. regardless, where they're just allowed to be. Yeah. And we're not allowed to just be. We have to always be being something else. Right. Mm-hmm. And what would be your best advice in terms of, you know, how to, navigate that complicated landscape as a woman in business as a woman in boxing as a woman who is just generally kind of pushing through I think that it is always going to be difficult so you just have to like I look at it as a character building experience oh my god life is a character building experience that's so upsetting I know wow and I think that when you come to terms with the fact that there will be hardships then it helps you process or navigate through those situations. Yeah. I think that, you know. Like life's not a picnic kind of no, thing. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. And it's like, for me, I always say pick your hard. I don't want to worry about things that I just can't control. So, yeah, yeah I just look at it as things are going to be hard. You just have to push through it. And what's maybe. your hard that you pick? Comfortability. Oh. Having nice things, doing nice things. A-M-A. Amazing. <laughs> Sexism yeah, story. what's your horror story? What have you got for me? But you know what? You're a very good looking girl, so I'm sure you've got a lot. <laughs> I can't think of a particular time. I get instances of all the time, honestly. Yeah. yeah just tell me. because I am kind of cute. Oh gosh, this is difficult. I can't think of one instance, no, you know. There's not one that sticks with you where you think No, that's that's the me burying it. That is you burying yeah, it. That is you burying genuinely. it. Like, one of my favorites is that I was told once by a much older man who was a lawyer who I was going to see to for legal advice. Yeah. He said to me that I should use my feminine wiles more. I would get further. <laughs> 
Oh, I have heard that before, yeah. actually. It's one of my favorites. Actually, now you've said that. When I first started boxing and starting to, you know, network yeah. and get to know yeah, people yeah, more, yeah. and that's obviously very awkward as well. Somebody was like, well, do you know what? You're one of the good looking ones, so you're not going to be classified as a butch lesbian. So you might as well use your looks to your advantage. Oh, and I was like, oh, Lord. Wow. Yeah. I I like, get- but what if I was a lesbian? You don't know if. What, they, they have no way. Do, yeah, do no. they? Do lots of people guess that you're a lesbian? Is that an assumption people make? No, because I do have more of the feminine oh, look. Okay. Like so I don't have allowed, tattoos. You're allowed to not be a lesbian yeah. because you don't look like a lesbian. Yeah, well, yeah. And I'm like, how do that. you know what one looks like? Yeah. You know? Oh, they anyway. wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bite you. So yeah, it's just yeah. I I have had that before, and I'm like, okay, well, thanks for your unsolicited advice. Well, it's good to not be a butch lesbian. <laughs> yeah. like, what a relief to us. Yeah, all. exactly. Yeah. yeah. God love a man mm, yeah. and all his advice. Yeah, literally. <laughs> but yeah, apart from that, yeah, I do get instances of that, like. Where people give you unsolicited advice. I think men love a bit of unsolicited advice to a woman. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. You could be softer. Do you know what? You could watch me bite you. Right. And I wouldn't even give you that satisfaction, actually, because they would probably like it. Yeah, so, you know, so very you true. Think about it. Like... But, yeah, no, they do love to do that. And I just say, thanks and move on because you cannot get in. Oh, no, 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 you absolutely can't get into no, it. No, no, so... no, no, no. But I remember when, when I was told that I should use my feminine wiles more, I was like so shocked that I had been just told this by a grown man <laughs> that I didn't even know. I didn't react to it. Oh, I really? was like, OK. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? Those things actually just don't shock me anymore. <laughs> Because, yeah. I, I was very young. I was like 23. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, yeah. Okay, I can see why that would shock you yeah, then. Yeah, at the time. Yeah, because you're I, like, whoa. By now, I would be like, uh, okay. you know what? You could use your masculine wiles mm, to watch my foot up your ass. Right. Yeah. It's so funny because I remember I was in a meeting and potential client and he his little squad were on the call. And he was basically like to my boss, oh, well, can you get your your boss on the call or can we set up a meeting oh, right. with your boss where's the man where is the, where's man? the man and she yeah. was like i am the md yeah so where do we I, go from here i own this uh, this is my yeah, yeah right this is my shit and yeah she was like oh, okay and we were all looking at each other like I'm like wow well, that happened <laughs> yeah. that happened okay we're not getting this gig yeah, yeah exactly that, i was that, like that okay bye yeah. yeah and end call and cool. good luck to you <laughs> yes. and your people yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah we do yeah you do get instances of that all the time but a lot of the time it just goes over your head because you're like oh I know, happened. but we can't let it because I know. it is like... No, it's true. You're right. You're like, right. It doesn't make God, it okay. No, exactly. Like, yeah. I think that's part of the thing, isn't mm-hmm. it? Is that we let it go over our head, over our head because yeah. you're so used to it. Mm-hmm. But actually, it's like, I'm sorry. I didn't make a penis joke at you. <laughs> no, morning. it's true. It's true. It's true. We become desensitized to all that stuff. Totally, we do. 100%. Yeah. So much for coming and being here. Tell us where they can find you, where they can follow you, where they can learn all about you, all the lovely listeners. So I make it really easy for you. I am Sedem Amma on all platforms, including LinkedIn. Um, (laughs) So S E D E M A M A. Thank you so much for being here, for joining us. We look forward to watching you punch some boys and some girls (laughs) and generally knock out some incredible people (laughs) soon. Thank you, Pam. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Dangerous Women podcast. To learn more, find us on Instagram, LinkedIn, or at dangerouswomencollective.com.